You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. calendar and it is day-to-date a month since we released our last episode uh, and I feel like I've been wearing pants for for this Ooh. last month because I've been a coward Ooh. about podcasting and that's not true in the sense that I've fucking been rugging 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 running been rugging myself <laughs> ragged uh, with everything I've been doing in my normal life and with the other podcast but there's been a few moments where in the clutch, you and I just strapped on some pants and went, you know what, let's do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> and that next week Dude, went we, on for four weeks, bro. We were the most cowardly pants. Like, you know, it's funny, after our last episode, we were like, do we got more to say about the G1? Fuck yeah, bro, let's just go. Let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Fast forward one month later. <laughs> one month later. Yeah, that's that's what oh, it was like. But, but, bro, I mean, to be fair to the listeners out there, we did do, um like, a month of straight podcasting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that, that we, took its toll. <laughs> we fucking burnt ourselves out and took a fucking... Took one episode off, which just so happens because we are a fortnightly, bi-weekly, episodic uh, uh, audio program, turned out to be a fucking month. I know. And, oh my, I see a little cloud monster right behind you. Yeah, so that's uh, part of the reason we've been delayed. I am sorry to immediately interrupt you, but... My new co-host, Mochi, just did a shit on the carpet, which is fucking awesome. No. So, one I, moment, I love please. You said that, by the way. Hang on. One moment, she please. She just did a, sh- did a shit on the carpet. She did a fucking shit on the carpet, Governor. All right, one second. Mochi, no. <laughs> oh, it's a t- I can see it right now. It's a tiny, it's about the size of, if you're in America, maybe like a 50 cent piece, a uh, 50 pence piece. Mochi, by the way, is the cutest little thing in the world. A fluffy little cloud of a dog. Um, Rafe looks like he's wearing He-Man versus Skeletor pajamas. I am insanely jealous of that. Uh, he's got a little puppy. I also have a puppy, but he's more of a baby. Uh, he's my my rotten soldier, my sweet cheese, Frankie, who is snoring away by my feet. So if you hear him, I apologize. But now I see that he has gotten rid of the poopy. He is back. He's uh, got sweet mochi in his oh. lap, and he's ready to podcast now. So here he is, your friend, my hero, Rafe Houston. What Rafe up? Houston, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great. I'm not editing any of that out. It's important that the no. people understand the reality of uh, podcasting. But you know what? I thought 
well, she couldn't fit any more shit out of her body. Uh, turns out she still had at least one in the chamber for me while the podcast was happening. But yeah, but yes. So Yo, at least she did it. She did it in front of me and not in front of like fucking Mickey Knuckles or something. You know, that's true. That is true. Um, I'm trying to think if she has met any wrestlers yet. She has. She met the Kirks while they were driving to a baseball game. Uh, but she didn't do a shit there. Oh, yeah, I saw you just <laughs> dropped an episode with the Kirks just the other day, didn't you? Yes, yes, which was very fun. I, 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 the reality of, like, interviewing American wrestlers is I, like, got up at, like, 4 a.m. to do that interview <laughs> on, like, a, a weeknight to, to knock it out, you know what I mean? So it ends up... I remember... Um, oh, sorry. The, the, we did a episode uh, with yourself and my... Uh, my friend Shane Campbell on my other show and I was, it was just halfway through the, the afternoon for me. It was first thing in the morning for Shane and it was what, 3am or something for you. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was chaotic, but I mean, I can't talk you, you essentially like, what time is it there now? You always uh, like podcasting in the middle of the night. Immediately you work it night is work. 1 so it bro. is your schedule. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah. A new puppy is a, an entirely new, um, thing to navigate while trying to do this kind of stuff um because, mm. because uh twinkle our last dog um who tragically passed away this year she was well trained in it in my very early episodes you hear her little voice a few times but she would just like lay on my lap or like sit on the couch and stuff um but mochi don't know the rules yet and she gonna do whatever the fuck she wants she is uh, a fucking heretic <laughs> she doesn't care yeah you can't, you can't, you can't control her. You can only hope to contain her. Yeah, that's all you can do. She's literally trying to bite a part of her bed at the moment. Anyway, I've derailed the show immediately, which is kind of our vibe, if I'm honest. This is so, a dog show. So yeah, we clearly yeah. have not lost our magic in the last. This time. is a this is a pro dog show. Pro dog. You're gonna hear Machi uh, boofing away at something, trying to chew on a, a toe or something like that. You're gonna hear Frankie snoring. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you might hear Frankie eating a carrot really loud. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. Yeah, and it, you know what? Show. If you're not about it. it, if you don't like dogs, then turn it the fuck off. <laughs> They're an amazing Dogs are the shorts of animals. They are the shorts of animals. They're up to something so. as we speak. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Anyway. Is she got another she got another crap on deck? Well, I don't think so. I think she just wants to try and, like, find wires to bite. Uh, but anyway. Oh, no. She's got toys, but she wants to bite wires. Yeah, she, she's oh, a she demon. Wants oh, my to God. <laughs> you just, like, turned around, and she was sitting there watching you like fucking, <laughs> like some demon out of a fucking Like, like, like fucking children of the corn or some shit where there's, like, a child at the end of the hallway. That was terrifying. <laughs> oh, hang on. Hang on. Soulless, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Oh, no. Here we go again. Where's she going? She's behind the couch. Well, we've lost her. <sighs> Look at this. She can't she can't weigh but like three pounds. Yeah. He's just picking her up with two fingers. She's like, you know what it'd be hell fun if I climbed behind the sub and fucking just started gnawing on wires and maybe even got through this curtain and found more wires over behind that TD. She's being chaotic. She oh. might find herself back in bed if she's not careful. But anyway, so New Japan. She's absolute chaos. Okay. Hey, yeah. So how did you spend your summer vacation? Yeah. So well, it's not summer there. It let's was, talk it was... about it. It's been winter and it's kind of started to warm up a bit now, but, but let's be realistic. So G1 finishes. And usually for yep. me as a, like a new Japan fan, that may normally mean 
I don't tune in again until Wrestle Kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. the, the way it goes, it's kind of we head into off-season. World Tag League will come around and I'll sort of keep an eye on it, but not historically. Super tag League sometimes rears its ugly head. Yeah, but it's like historically Tag League ain't always that good either, like in the past. So I'll keep apprised of it and I'll check stuff out. And I always, I'm always on top of like big events as they go, but I'm not watching Road 2 shows and things like that, like, there, there is no time. So it's been interesting because I've, I've felt this, like, I guess obligation, e- even though we haven't we haven't done a show in the last month, i felt this kind of thing, like, I should be watching more New Japan, I need to be, like, no stuff for the podcast and things like that. But really, the more I thought about it and the more it became harder to try and fit stuff in, like, I was tuning into some Strongs and I, I watched the first uh, Clap shows back and... Obviously watched um, Takataichi Despi Mania. Um, Takataichi Despi Mania. Yeah, the, well, I only really saw the main event, to tell you the truth, but like for obvious reasons. But like as I was watching this, I was like, I can barely fit this stuff in. And and then I'm like, you know what? This this podcast to me is just like our fandom of New Japan. And the reality is, I think a lot of listeners are in that same boat. So I think if if anybody wants to like hear a breakdown of every single, you know, New Japan event or whatever, the Super J-Cast do that really, really well and do it yep. the, the best. You know what I mean? I still listen to them yep. every single episode they put out. Uh, and so I think for us, we just do our, like, own vibe and stuff and talk about where we're at, the stuff we're excited about, uh, what we're looking forward to, what we have seen, and not really burden our souls with the... Uh, you know, full coverage angle, even though we just did that with G1, and I'm sure we will do that again with, you know, other tournaments and things we get excited about. I think you and I could just ride, you know, uh, our vibe, and then that way it, it's honest. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it will just fucking burn out. <laughs> just that's, that's the thing. That's why I didn't mind missing an episode because it was like we f- fucking podcasted our asses off. We did, you know, we did a, a 10K uh podcast like yeah. we, we 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 did the couch to 10k fucking uh version of podcasting and um you know directly after that we had like i mean new japan took two weeks off yeah so like so did we <laughs> and you keep saying we took a month off no 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 we took one episode off it just so happens that we don't do this show very often that's true and i guess it feels it actually feels longer for us because that one episode like the last episode that we did, we'd even recorded like the week before that. You know what I mean? And it did. Yeah. It didn't come out for like a week to two weeks, and so it probably it like to us it feels like it's been a super long time. But I mean, in in reality, it's like yeah, we've missed one fortnight. You know, because <laughs> this is a fortnightly yeah. show. So. Yeah. So give no, ourselves I, a break. Think, <laughs> yeah, we gotta definitely give ourselves a break because. Well, let's let's hope that everyone else gives us a break too. Um, the the I'm not sure people care enough yet we, to need to give us a break. <laughs> that's also true. That's also true. No, no, no. So, like, what have you been filling your time with? Obviously, the new puppy. Yeah. So you've been new, podcasting your ass off for for faces and feels. Yeah, I show, I showed Curtis my calendar the other day. He goes, "When will we? When can we fit it in if we move it?" And I go, "Here's a screenshot of my calendar, and it's like 14 interviews over two weeks." And he was like, "What are you fucking doing?" And I'm like, trying to kill myself. Audioly, I guess. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. A few of those ended up like I had to move them. I had to I had to reschedule them for later and things like that just because it became not realistic, like with everything that's going on. Amongst 
arranging all those interviews and working full-time. And my, my work has been fucked, man. Like we had two people go out with COVID, so they had to isolate for seven days each. And we're already running a skeleton crew. I'm trying to like hire another drum guy. Like, So that's going on. We're running a full skeleton crew. Uh, I'm working day. I, I had to work a couple of days off just because there wasn't enough humans in the business. And so then I've got to cancel the interviews from then and like move them like to other places and stuff. Uh, then the the puppy comes. It's my wife's birthday. The puppy comes. And and also at the same time, our good friends Connor and Nicole are like leading towards their wedding. So like last weekend, we both had bucks and hens nights we had to go to. We had an epic beer pong tournament that was very pro wrestling influenced actually uh i i had been drinking with connor and was like we should just do it it's like money in the bank and all this fucking bullshit and then next thing i know the bucks group starts and it's like hey guys so uh this is the bucks group we're gonna get together all the money and stuff like that uh race got all the plans he's had the idea for the tournament so uh tell the guys what's up and i like look at the message it's the next morning i'm like hungover and i'm like what have i done <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm involved with it. Uh, then all the other stuff that happened, you know, with our other poor dog uh, and things happened. And so I dropped out of it for a while. But then the last few weeks, like it, it was now time to be involved again, you know. And I was like, hey, bro, mm -hmm. I'm here for you if you need it to like the best man. So got that all organized, had that huge night. The night before was a huge night. And then now it's this weekend <laughs> – is today at 2 p.m. is mine and my friend James. We always have like a joint birthday party. It's our joint 40th today. Jesus, 40 years old, ready to die. Because uh, our birthdays are a month apart. Like his is September, mine's October. So that goes today. And then tomorrow morning, I have a very important interview for my own podcast. Uh, but the I was not going to miss hanging out with you as it's been, like we said, four or five weeks since we've had a chance to, to hang out. What have you been doing? <laughs> nothing much man mostly i just sit around and wait until till i can talk to my friend rafe again it's fine <laughs> <laughs> just sits in front of the computer for, for days <laughs> yeah it's like uh, spongebob and patrick what are you doing i'm not here i just wait for you to come back <laughs> you've actually no, um, got you've got a drawing of me that you've drawn on paper that you just stick on the screen and it's just like hi curtis and you just circle it's a it's a circle with a nose and some eyes that well they're not even eyes they're just glasses they're like big like thick glasses and a beard <laughs> sounds accurate it's sounds. the it's the it's the rafe version of wilson from castaway <laughs> <laughs> no i've um it sounds good uh oh yeah no, I, i've, I've been uh, doing a lot of mini painting um i've been uh podcasting with my other podcast the smart foundation podcast uh that's gone weekly now so i've been editing a lot more episodes of that um, my co-host Grant on the Throw and Dice podcast, we've been um, painting up a whole lot of stuff uh, recently for uh, what we want to do is actually do what's called battle reports for a YouTube channel. We're going to start I know what those are. playing games. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. So we're going to start playing games, filming those games, and commenting on them and things like that uh, and releasing them to the public uh, as something that we can do as a, as a podcast uh, to try and diversify our bonds. Yes. That's so. fun. In, so get your stonks in now. 
as people get the stonks say. in. Yeah, um, to the moon. That's super fun. Uh, Actually, I, I've got an example of what I've yeah. been doing recently. I painted. It's a taco truck with a Deadpool theme. So it's uh-huh. got a little Deadpool. Yeah, I and he's he's enjoying a taco. Uh-huh. And it's on the little board here. It says like uh, you know tacos one for two dollars or three for five. And then uh, there's like sides and stuff like that up here. And of course, because it's Deadpool, there's just blood splashed all the way across it. That's fun. Is that like an official Deadpool taco truck or did you find something and make it up? Nope, that is an official Deadpool taco truck. Uh, it, came, it came for the uh, game Marvel Crisis Protocol, yep. uh, which is a game that uh, I love and Grant is fucking obsessed with. Uh-huh. And um, I guess I'm a little obsessed with it too. I think but, you're obsessed um, with it. You've talked about it every time I've spoke to you since it existed, so I would say... Oh, it's the fucking best, bro. You'd love it. I, 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 I got an entire it. X-Men team you can play with when you get here. Yeah, there we go. That's good. My, uh, um, it's probably not surprising for you to know that my Empress children have not developed much uh, since we last spoke. Uh, I got all my stuff there. I just uh, need time. I don't know if the dog is going to allow me time to do any painting. But yeah. The dog will not allow you time to paint. The dog is your chaos spawn and demands a sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I did say she was a heretic, she, so she might be... Uh, she she might be a chaos. Team. And look at her. She's obviously Slaneshi. She is Slaneshi. You know, she craves the sensation of like tummy rubs. Yeah, exactly. She's like, there's somebody, there's somebody listening right now who's like just loving this. Yeah. They're loving this 40k discussion on their fucking New Japan <laughs> podcast. It's a very small movie. ven. It's a very small ven of fans that are, are like are lining together. Dog lovers, New Japan lovers, Warhammer 40k. Uh, all together, um, she does love pain and pleasure though. Because while getting the uh, the tummy rub, she does like to bite me and draw blood at the exact same time. So look at that! Look at that! You you are such a liar! Look at that sweet little face. She's waiting for a chance to kill. Uh, but <laughs> but anyway, so so, so I I think we we can feel uh, okay about things. I've let go of the guilt because I always want to give the listeners as much as possible. I want to fit in as much, and I I feel bad. Uh, because like I'm like Curtis is counting on me to do this, and then like we we've had stuff. So, but I think we're both kind of in the same boat. And I mean, you're you were talking off mic that you might even see another little dog soon. So, I mean, it's just the reality oh, of, true. Of, of life, right? It's true. We uh, we got a message today from just just like four hours ago uh-huh. from a uh, pug rescue that we had uh, talked to, and they have a little French bulldog. Uh-huh. that's in desperate need of a home, and they think that we might be a suitable candidate to uh, take on that beautiful little French bulldog. That would be cute. And um, I'm very excited. I got the, the I got all the, the nose plugs that I'm going to need in the world because having a French bulldog and a pug, that's going to be a farty place, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. I feel bad for my wife. She's got asthma, so she's, <laughs> she's going to just live in the fart. Hard enough not breathing as it is like, without that. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I'm well, sure let's, they're let's a little One thing about her, I mean, you just saw her. a little shit happen, but like she doesn't smell at all. She actually barely makes noise, to be honest. I've only heard her little voice a few times. She, she, just, oh. she just more lives in the blood and attacking. But I mean, she doesn't really. Um, she doesn't really make make noise, which is pretty cute. Anyway, you were trying to put us back on track and talk about New Japan. So I'm, let's do that. I'm, I'm going to tell everyone that um, welcome to the Akata Shorts podcast. This is the uh, we're the king of shorts, the international wrestling grand prix. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your good friend Curtis Spears. That's your bad friend Rafe Houston. What up? And uh, yeah, welcome to the Okada Shorts podcast. So let's let's get talking. 
about some uh, about some motherfucking New Japan. What do you say, huh? I think that's a great idea. Here's also, a- is 19 minutes and 47 seconds the longest we've gone before we've actually introduced the show? <laughs> the remake of Friday the 13th from like 2009. Yeah. It's like 19 minutes before, like the, the opening scene is like 19 minutes long before they get to the credits. Oh, there the you go. Credits. We basically, we're hitting those numbers. I love it. Maybe we'll, yeah. maybe we'll try and do a show where we don't introduce it until the last five minutes of the show. <laughs> if we set out to do it, we won't do it. We've just got yeah, to fucking just got to let it happen flow. organically. Yeah, it's getting absolutely. longer and longer every time. You're correct. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's talk about first uh, one thing that we missed while we were gone. The IWGP Women's Title has been announced. Yes, it's a beautiful belt based on the IWGP Heavyweight Title V2. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Scott Norton belt, the Shinya yes. Hashimoto belt. Uh, it's an absolute banger. Um, I'm really excited about this. The tournament begins at what? Royal Quest 2? Who's going to be in the house? Foggy London town. Ya boy. Ya boy. Is going to be fucking right there. I'm going to go and I'm going to meet up with a bunch of the, um, the London New Japan nerds. And uh, we're going to fucking geek out. The They've only announced two matches the first match is jazzy gabbert versus somebody from the local english scene okay. not exactly who i uh, don't know exactly who i can't remember because it's 1 30 in the morning the other uh, match that they've announced is the current iwgp tag team heavyweight champions ftr formerly the revival versus aussie open That's i am fucking, fucking killer that is killer. Now, did I also was? Oh, no, I don't think it's been announced. I think there's been speculation that you might have like ZSJ and Naito. Is that right? Oh, I'm into ZSJ and Naito. Yeah, that's I'm what into, I. Um, somebody said that. That has not remember. has not been announced yet, but I'll take it. Um, the the thing the thing about this is last time we were last time we did this show, uh, Royal Quest. We did get an IWGP Heavyweight Championship match, uh, Okada versus uh, Minoru Suzuki. That was fantastic. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing time. I don't think we'll be getting an IWGP Heavyweight Championship match this time, unfortunately, because we do have an IWGP Heavyweight Champion, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match coming. Uh, God, things have changed a lot since they last have. time they were here. I have. We do have that coming soon um, with Jay White versus Tamatanga. Well, at, at Royal Quest? No, 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 not at Royal Quest. It's going to be, oh. uh, it's going to be, I think, the 10th of October. Yes. Okay, then. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're going to see Jay White there, but it sounds like, I mean, they're already giving you a lot of value. Putting FTR in the building is pretty crazy. Like putting yeah. like an AEW tag team in there, so that's probably their big. Jay White is going to be there. Uh, Hiromu is going to be there, which is exciting because I've never seen Hiromu live. Um, because he was not at the last Royal Quest, so that's great. Um, I don't know what it's like. I've been to Rev Pro shows and things like that, and I've just never been to one that Hiromu's been at. So like, it's just never lined up. Yeah, I'm very excited for my first time to see Hiromu. Like live and i'm hoping that they do something fucking wild i would love to see there's plenty of dudes here on the english scene that i would love to see hiromu face as a junior mm-hmm. um michael oku the ojmo is fucking awesome 
um, Robbie X. Robbie X is great. Uh, he's a Rev Pro staple. Um, Ricky Knight Jr., the current uh, Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion, would be fucking awesome. Um, plenty of dudes uh, from the English scene. I, I don't know if maybe they'll just have Hiromu in like a throwaway um, tag match or something like that, but I would love to see Hiromu in a singles match uh, for my first time seeing him. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a friend that I'm bringing who, uh, to the first night, Saturday night, Paul, uh, shout out friend of the podcast, Paul. Um, what up, Paul? He's a huge wrestling nerd. Uh, he loves, like, he's, he's just started watching uh, wrestling with his sons again. Mm-hmm. His sons are 8 and 11, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they, over lockdown, started watching wrestling together as a family. Like, the whole family w- started watching Raw or something like that. Yeah. And he got the, the network. And, you know, he's showing the matches from when he was a kid and things like that. It's That's very cool. cool. Um, and he's he's kind of been like, hey, man, give me some good matches to watch. And so I I, um, I think one of the ones I recommended to him was like Shinsuke Nakamura versus Hiroshi Tanahashi in the G1 finals and you know stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, he's like, man, I really dig this. I really dig this Japanese stuff. But like. He's, he's like uh, asking me to like kind of drip feed it to him, uh-huh. you know, a little bit at a time, yeah. you know, um, wants to enjoy his enjoy his uh, refreshments out in the garden and uh, then come and sit down, chill and watch a, a New Japan match. And yeah. I was like, you've you've graduated. It's time to see New Japan. Yes. It's time. Time to come live. So uh, he, he today was like, so who do I who, who do I know from this? Like, who what can you tell me? What matches can you give me? So I was I gave him uh, like. Hiromu versus Despy from the best of the Super Juniors finals yeah, wow. of 2020, mm-hmm. the the one where Despy's mask ripped and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love that match. And he just stone uh, cold, just like wastes him and then just calmly puts it back on. It's the best. <laughs> I fucking love. I love it. Yeah. Um, Everybody thinks it's like, the, oh no, that's the turning point. He's just like, nah, player. Like, I don't give a mm-mm, fuck. Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, any any of the Will versus Shingo matches, uh, Will versus Okada from the G1 final, I thought that was fucking fantastic. You know, just stuff to like let him kind of know who's going to be there and like where everyone's at right now. So I'm excited for it. I, I think he's going to have a hell of a time and uh, might might get a new subscriber out of it. New Japan World, you're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Send my fucking check. Yeah, exactly. Send the check. We'll take it. We've got the PayPal set up. We'll get it going. Yep. Um, that's you that's can, so exciting. New Japan World can become members of the Count Out Podcast Patreon. There you go. If you were New Japan oh. World and you wanted to subscribe to the Count Out Network, just head over uh, to the Patreon, and they can even like select the tier appropriate for them, which is pretty fun. Yeah, if they've got a couple of bucks, you know. Exactly. Not not everyone has the money it takes to give us money, but uh, I think New Japan World does. I think they might. I mean, they've been taking mine for long enough. How about this? <laughs> How about this scenario? What if they discount my membership in exchange for access to the Patreon? Now, I don't know if Countout would be down with that, but I'm just saying if they're doing like the $3 tier, but then I pay $6 that kind of vibe. I'm sure we could work out a quid pro quo kind of situation. What does New Japan World, how much is New Japan World in Australian dollar reduce? Uh, it changes all the time depending on, you know, uh, exchange rates and things like that. But it usually from anywhere from like $11 through $13, $14, depending on okay. how shit the Australian dollar is doing. <laughs> 
yeah, the dollary dude, not not very uh, doesn't stand up very well against the, uh, the American dollar, does it? The dollary dude Sorry can be dollary shit at times. Um, but also, there have been times when I have been to Japan where the dollary dude has been kind of strong, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, one moment, that dog's gone behind the fucking sub again. Hang on. God behind the sub again. Son of a gun. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, what do I do now? Um, I've already vamped twice on this show <laughs> waiting for the puppy. Oh, she's so sweet, though. I can't even, I can't even, I've like, created a wall. get angry. Oh, oh, he's, he's trumped her. He's trumped her. You, you trumped your puppy. Yeah, I mean. She'll figure it out. She's fucking smarter than me. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> another derailment. I'm not editing any of this. I'm so sorry, people, but I ain't got time. She's, she's fucking three, not even 200 days old, and she's smarter than you. No, she's like 12 weeks old. She's fucking running rings <laughs> around me already. I'm fucked. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Mikey can. Man now. Maybe Canat will edit this for me. They don't need to. Fuck it. Nobody yeah, listens to the show. It's it's fine. <laughs> Oh, that's not true. I know it's not true, but <laughs> but uh, the numbers. I you? like to think I like to think that anybody that's listening to this regularly understands who we are as people now, and they're invested because of who we are as people, not because of our amazing New Japan content. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Exactly. Anyway, so, uh, Royal, Royal Quest, very exciting. Um, very excited for Royal Quest, and obviously we we've got kind of stuff coming up here in Australia as well. Uh, none of which I'll be able to get to, unfortunately. But it's a uh, yes, it's, it's really yet. yeah, yet, yet, exactly. You know what? When I'm in Melbourne in a few weeks, Shingo is in Sydney at like the same time. I just saw he's Ooh. doing a show on the twenty first. I don't, I don't think there's any way I can just like whip between cities like during that time because we've got How so much stuff. But oh, I don't know. It's like closer than Perth to Melbourne. Let me do it. Well, yeah, I'll, do, I'll do a quick. Perth is closer to the fucking. Fucking Earth Antarctica. Space than, than. <laughs> exactly. Now, let's, I'll do some math for you while you uh, talk about that a little bit. I'm going to vamp. Uh, okay, here's a little downer. Um, Meltzer, uh, Stinky Uncle Dave, has said that New Japan wrestlers, backstage New Japan wrestlers, do not expect Ibushi to ever come back. Um, how do we feel about that? Um, I would say I'm not overly... Surprise. All right. It would take me nine hours to drive to Sydney from Melbourne. Oh, fuck no. I'm sure a flight would take like an hour, but, you know, we'll see. Anyway, uh, no, I I, I think he's he's done with them. That said, though, it is pro wrestling and anything can happen at any time. Anything is possible. Um, can, can Can I just say, I don't get this whole fucking thing. Like, okay, Ibushi... Hurts his shoulder, right? They try to rush him back from injury to way too fast. Uh, they they expect him to be back in time for the New Japan Cup. Uh-huh. He can't come back in time for the New Japan Cup, and because of this, he blames the company for his mother trying to commit suicide. Like, I, I what? Think I... Where's the disconnect? Like, I don't. Am I missing something? That wasn't there. She didn't try and do that until didn't the company release him or they've not released him he's under contract still he's under contract as we speak oh okay 
I don't know. I don't think it comes across that well in translation. And I'm sure that someone else I, could probably do this. But I think what's happened is someone's honour has been questioned or, you know, respect and all those kind of things. And and that has led to, yeah, something bad happening. Also, his mum, from what I can see from documentaries and stuff, is like... She's an NJPW super fan. Super fan. And so yeah. all of that stuff happening and, uh, you know, the potential firing and all that stuff. Because cause he is still under contract. But remember, he thought he had been released because of, like, the way they said it. There was something about, like, messages like that. And he was like, well, if they're going to, you know, release me, I'm going to talk about this shit, you know, like something like that. So I don't know. I think when she thought that he'd been dropped in disgrace, it was too much for her to, to deal with. I don't really get it. I'm not really sure it should be in the public forum at all. But it's I- definitely it definitely shouldn't. It's not something that we as people should know. I'm sad. I love Ibushi. I'm really excited that he's uh, hanging out with Kenny Omega in Japan the other day. That yeah, was that great. Was, that was cute. Good to see them together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's lovely. Yeah, I, I uh, don't understand it. I hope he comes back or I hope he wrestles again. I think he's trained way too hard. Like, I mean, he's built himself over his entire life to be what he is, you know, like, so the dude's a fucking golden God. Like yeah. he, he's just a specimen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if he never, if he never wrestles, it's going to be a goddamn shame. I know, I know he's, he's a little bit older. He's, you know, for wrestling and stuff like that. I don't, I'll say for wrestling, he's not older in the game of life because he's, he's younger than we are, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like, like Rob Lowe in Parks and Rec. You know, where he's like, I believe the human body could live to be 152. And I believe there is a person that will do that. And I believe I am that person. Like, that's who he is. You know what I mean? Like, his age does not matter because he's so physically conditioned that he could wrestle forever, probably, provided he doesn't, like, land on his neck one too many times. You know, like... And even then, I feel like he's so well conditioned that his neck can't even break. You know, like, so... (laughs) So I feel I don't know. It's wrestling, man. Anybody can come back anywhere. He he'll, he'll be back in a ring. It's just whether it's a New Japan ring, you know. So yeah, yeah. We'll have a look. It, it's a I, shit show either way. Yeah. Well, let's let's con, let's continue to move on from there. Um, L. Lindemann defeats Dookie in Dookie Doki in a title <laughs> defense. I my fucking phone <laughs> auto corrected. L. Lindemann it's totally defeats Doki. You've got Dookie on the title defense. Shit that was set up in Best Super Juniors. What do you think of this one? I love this one, man. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, and I I've got it there. I know it's on YouTube. It's in my watch nows, and I even started it a couple of times, but didn't get to finish it. Was it good fun? It was very good fun. Um, I mean, we both loved their best at Super Juniors match. Um, it was a bit grander of a scale than that. It was awesome to see Doki getting that kind of that kind of moment. Um, L. Lindemann definitely, he's a star, dude. I completely see it uh, from everything you were saying. You know, I was really looking forward to seeing him, and uh, he didn't disappoint. And the title match that they set up. Uh, yeah, it, it fucking did not disappoint, dude. Glate's fucking rad. Yeah. I uh I dig it. I, thought I dig the, it a lot. I thought the whole presentation looked really cool. Like, yeah, it, it looked good and I I was really looking forward to see it because I think Doki deserves that treatment. And to, to that promotion and that crowd, he he wouldn't have been coming across like, you know, lowest flag on the totem pole. 
Doki, he would have been coming across as like New Japan superstar Doki, which would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely had a bit of fanfare behind him. It was really cool. Um, and, like, Doki's got such a rad offense. I always say it, like, Doki's the kind of guy who people are going to look back on in, like, 10, maybe 15, 20 years, and they're going to say, that guy was fucking breaking boundaries. That guy was doing shit that other people just don't do. That, like, uh, you know, Too Cold Scorpio is one of those guys. Like, people see... Too Cold Scorpio shit from ECW in 1996, and they're like, that guy is fucking an innovator and shit. And, like, that's what Doki is now. Um, Doki is a kind of guy who has a beautiful offense. He doesn't get to use it because he's just pin-eating in New Japan. And that kind of sucks because, like, he's a little fish in a big pond. But then when he goes to a place like Glate, he is, like you said, welcome back as a hero. You know, he's New Japan superstar Doki, and he's not he's he's not a pin eater. Um, and I, I think that's he deserves that. He deserves a lot of recognition, and it was really cool to see him get that. Absolutely, man. And I think the way uh, New Japan is laid out, and the way Suzuki Gun's laid out, like when you look at the, he's already treading a path like El Desperado did. You know what I mean? Where yeah. he was sort of that lower guy. And they bring him up and stuff like over time. And so I, I think it, like with everything you've said, I think there's just the path there for greatness. He just needs to get there. And like with everything with New Japan, it just takes time. We need to, we need to love and respect Doki while we have him here mm-hmm. because like in a few years, like, you know, he's, he's, he's not a young man, um, but he is an innovator and he's a joy to watch. And so like, while we have him here, we need to, we need to, realize what we've got so exactly that would be a thing um hiromu is talking about juniors his the actual quote is juniors from all different companies is hiromu teasing a new super jacob no i think he's teasing stuff for the world tag league because you know how they're doing world tag league slash super junior tag league I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be like dream teams, kind of like they did with Best of the Super Juniors. I think there'll be a lot of that, like international talent, and it'll be the – I think he's teasing the tag thing. I think he's not going that far ahead. I think he's talking about the very next sort of big tour they're doing. Okay. Can can (laughs) – You're like, but can we talk (laughs) – You're like, that's not the answer I wanted. Can we talk about what I wanted to talk about, uh, which is a new Super Jake? Sure. I want a new Super Jacob. Yeah, you want a new... Yes. I think there's no reason it couldn't happen. Aces. Well, there you go. I talked well, you I've given him... I've, is... I mean, you didn't really need to talk me into it. I'm totally up for it. I'm just saying I think he's talking about this thing. <laughs> so I'm not, not sure why we're... This is, this is like, you know how you uh, talked me into Tanahashi winning the G1? This is not that. These, these two, this, the same. That was not, that was not right. the same. <laughs> one and one A. You just Ooh. went... But can we talk about that? And I went, yes. Like, it's not the same as running down an entire tournament through many brackets and convincing you from him being out of the first round to winning the title at Wrestle Kingdom. It's very different. <laughs> Calling it a victory. Oh, 
I you know what? Sure, the same. But yes, I. <laughs> but why would I have been opposed to it in the first place? That is the problem. Like, why would I be like, you know what? I'm a staunch advocate that we should not bring it back. Like, there's no reality where that happens. Don't don't fucking bring logic into this <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, I do think that would be awesome. You've convinced me. Uh, I think it yes. would be great if they yes. did another Super J Cup. <laughs> Tell me how Tanahashi's going to win the new Super J Cup. Go. Right, so he's going to drop weight, right? You know he's good at really. He's going to drop like 60 kilos. Yeah. <coughs> Jesus. All right. Do I need to talk so, to you um, into how he's going to win the World Tag League or what? Oh, who's going to team with in the World Tag League? Who would you like to see the Tanahashi team with? I mean, usually teams with like Hanare. So. Well, well, we'll get to World Tag League. Let's, let's finish this Super J uh, thought first because you obviously okay, want to talk about it and then we're immediately onto onto something else. So so tell me about it. So if if they announce... You harsh my mellow. Yeah, I know, right? If, if they're going to do a Super J Cup, when are they yeah. doing it and who would you like to see be in it? How many competitors? What are we talking? Oh, man. Um, so when would they do it? They would have to do it after Wrestle Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Eh. Do they do it after Wrestle Kingdom? They don't have time to do it before Wrestle Kingdom. So that's that's a thing. One night tournament, New Year's Dash, Super Jacob. Let's go. One night tournament, New Year's Dash, Super Jacob. <laughs> oh, Bra, I love it. I'm yeah. in. I'm fucking cool. in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love it's very that excited. Shit. Oh my you, god! If you guys could yeah. see his little face, he gets so excited. I got so excited. So yeah, let's let's bring in uh, juniors from all over from all over the world. So basically, that just means CMLL and uh, AEW. There's a couple of an impact. This an impact. Um, no, we would get all sorts of great people back. We would get we would get Ace Austin and maybe Chris Bay. Who might actually be a tag team in uh, in the Super Junior Tag League? I would, which think, would, be they, fucking I think Austin. would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who else could we see? Uh, we could see someone the likes of Darby Allen, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why not. Yeah, I think um, that'd be cool. Uh, Daniel Garcia, Red Death, Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. We did have the former Ring of Honor pure champion in the uh, Best of Super Juniors. Maybe now we could get one in the Super J Cup. Big Utes. Big Utes. Big Shoots Utes. Hook. Shooter Uter. Oh, bro. Could you imagine Hook in a fucking Super J Cup? Bro. That'd be sick. I, th- like, I think there's, like, legs in that. Like, I, I think Taz would be about it. You know, like, his history, like, you know, with martial arts and all that stuff. I think he'd be like, he's yeah. fucking going. You know, like, that would be awesome. And he's so protected on AEW, it would be very interesting to see him do it. I don't think it would be, like, if we're talking, you know, early next year. I don't, I don't think he's ready for that. Like, he's very well protected. But down the line, you could definitely see him uh, branching out and stuff like that. I would do it. Dude, mm-hmm. I used to have a DVD of uh, Chris Benoit's best matches. This is way before Chris Benoit, you know, killed his family and you know, proved he was a shithead. Jesus but um, <laughs> he, I used to have a, a DVD of his best matches. Um, it was it was a WWE release DVD, but I got it because some of the matches they had on were were like the Super J Cup from '94 and stuff like that. They had they had a, a match between Pegasus Kid and a great Sasuke. And like that, I mean, that was the 
Super J, the original Super J Cup finals. Yeah. And they had that, like, that they had licensed and put on the DVD with commentary by Taz and Michael Cole. Wow. So, like, that was that was the shit. And did you know that Taz, like, fucking hates Great, Sox, uh, Great Sasuke? I did not. Really? I didn't either. Until, wow. yeah, like, it was it was a thing. He was just like, I don't like Sasuke. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, he, he, takes liber- he takes liberties with people. I don't fucking like it. It's like shit, Taz. On, okay. on, the, on this Tell WWE, Suzuki kicked your fucking face off. Jesus. Okay, okay. Taz isn't yeah. the one to fuck with, eh? Like, like back in no, the day, especially so. he was a killer. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but like Suzuki ain't a fucking bitch neither, though. So, I mean, I I saw the match with Suzuki and Dirt Bike Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that match? No. What's that? What's the guy? No. Okay. That's so, a great name, Mishinoku though, Pro. Bike Kid. I like. Oh, bro. Fucking what a backyard garbage fucking name. <sighs> um. So the the whole thing was Mishinoku Pro uh, was doing a tournament of all masked wrestlers. Okay. And uh, they had uh, it was in England. There was a, a dude over here named Dirt Bike Kid, mm-hmm. and Dirt Bike Kid who uh, didn't didn't normally wrestle with a full mask on. He wrestled with like a little like half mask breather like okay. thing. Mm-hmm. Dirt which I guess is a dirt bike thing. Um like wrestled in like the bike armor clothes yeah, yeah, that they okay. wrestle in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which has to be uncomfortable as oh, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be great. Anyway, so he's got a mask on for the tournament because it's an all masked wrestler tournament. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Very beginning of the match, Sasuke comes out streamers he's got his hood up right and he's like coming out like clubber lang and shit yeah dirt bike kid gets in the ring the very first thing he does is pull his fucking mask off and so you can just see sasuke looking at him like you fucked up and sasuke like (laughs) he starts he just kicks the kid in the head like four times and the dude like the match is over oh my god It's yeah, it was it was fucking awful. Suzuki was like Just you shirts fucking Fuck. disrespectful motherfucker. I'm gonna put you in the fucking dirt. Oh my god. And just like yeah. Suzuki just fucking hands it hands his ass to him and uh yeah, it was it was I think it was over in like forty five seconds. That'll do it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> dirt bike kid had one last match after that and then retired. <laughs> yeah, you boy. <laughs> Sasuke kicked his fucking will to to wrestle out of his body. Oh my god. Jesus. That's fucking so intense. <laughs> That's like, fucking I terrible. I kind of love it. Like, like, Sasuke was like, all right, I'm going to show you how we fucking do it in the dojos in Japan, you disrespectful motherfucker. It sounds like and that just, dude yeah. had no business being in the ring with him anyway. He was he was not a fucking impressive sight. Like, he... He had one of, you know, he wrestled in, like I said, the armored clothing that they have and stuff like that. So you couldn't tell that he had like a 10 year old bird body. Yeah. And uh, like he was, he was just a skinny, like scrawny dude who was like a backyard again. And um, fucking, he got made an example of. And like, it's not cool. It's not cool. No. But I but fucking love it. But, awesome, but also, it's cool. <laughs> it's fucking cool, though. Oh, it's already yeah. happened. We can't go back. Justice for Dude by Kid. I mean, nothing can be done. I mean, we're not sitting here like I'm, I was going to say we're not sitting here buying great Sasuke shirts or anything like that. But I really I recently just bought a great Sasuke shirt off of SPLX. So. 
you're like, I watched that match and then I immediately went and bought a shirt to support him. <laughs> I was like, this guy. Yeah, no, exactly. like, Suzuki, like, I'll, I'll fucking... I'll go to bat for Sasuke. I don't give a shit. Like Sasuke versus Liger from the Super J Cup '94 is one of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. Uh, like when when uh, how we met actually when we guest hosted on the Super J Cup, uh-huh. uh, the Gosh. the audio that I sent in was like a five minute uh, essay that I wrote about the uh, Liger versus Sasuke match. Oh really? '94. You should send me that. Yeah. I've, I've never heard your audition. It's the very first episode of the fucking uh, Smart Foundation, buddy. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah then, then I have heard it. I have listened to all the Smart Foundation stuff. Maybe I'm just not remembering. Uh, you, well you and eight other people, man. So I yeah, appreciate. I know. That. I mean, uh, I didn't send an audition tape. I was just. No, like, was... I was just like, check the fucking feed, bruh. And then, <laughs> me and Robbie Eagles chilling out, bruh. Yeah, exactly. Check out my interview with Robbie Eagles and bruh. shit. <laughs> exactly. Miller High you Life. Know, you know how we shit. do it, bruh. Nah. <laughs> In reality, I had had nice interactions with Joel and stuff in the past, and he actually taught, told me how to host my podcast online because they use Red Circle. I messaged him like, hey, first time caller, like, how do I do this sort of thing? Yeah, bring, and then I was like, you down some Red Circle. Yeah, and I sent him an email and was like, yeah, man, we haven't spoken in like a year or whatever, but since then I've dropped like 100 episodes. And like, I was like, feel I'm free. prolific. Peep the feed, brah, and then that was it. And then, then he was like, hey, I really enjoyed the interview. Do you want to team up with this guy, Curtis? And I was like, I don't want to team up with some fucking loser. Who the and fuck is this asshole? Curtis sounds like a fucking dickhead. And then uh, we became friends on Facebook. And then I'm looking through your feed, and I'm like, we're the same person just living in different countries. <laughs> I was, I, when I, uh, first impressions, he was, they were like, here's Rafe. And I was like, looking at it, I was like, who's this motherfucker? All right, all right let's see. He's got a sweet who's beard. Who's this dickhead? That's cool, I guess. <laughs> He's got a really pretty wife. He's going all these places. He's going to Japan all the time. It's like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this, this guy and his perfect life. Yeah, I'm like, hang out with this fucking, some fucking New Japan nerd. I don't need this. I'm above yeah. this. <laughs> says oh us God, both God. at the same time. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Uh, so anyway, a Super J Cup would be awesome. Uh, and since then, we've talked every single fucking day. So Yeah, cool. exactly right. It's totally fine. We found uh, a fucking hetero life partner. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're fucking awesome. Yeah, so Super <laughs> J Cup. A Super J Cup would fucking rule. That would rule. Anyway, that's enough speculation about the Super J Cup. If you think it would be a good idea, uh, message us about it. Anyway, yeah. uh, what's uh, actually coming up in real life, though? What is actually coming up in real life? Actually, let's talk about something that happened in real life. So not coming that's, up in real life, yeah, that's so. but it was a birthday present to me. Mm-hmm. It was El Desperado versus... Say it. No, no. no. You want to talk about this. You, you talk a Tai Chi Despi mania. <laughs> El Desperado versus, versus June Kasai. Let's go. June Kasai. Let's go. Also oh an God. early birthday present for me because this yes. is like my two worlds colliding in the best possible way. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the their match where Despi had his jaw broken before, before the um, uh, best of the Super Juniors. I thought it was badass. And then this was a culmination of that. And man... What, what a match. Like, it may be 
my match of the year. And like I, I obviously watch a lot of death matches. I cover a lot of that stuff. Uh, I watch a lot of New Japan. But dude, this was pretty fucking amazing. I, I would love to actually hear it from your point of view to start because we both, you message me and you're like, my wife wants to watch Despy versus Jun Kasai and says she might like death matches. And I'm like, update me on this. I also yeah. watched it with Amy. So this is essentially watching death matches with our wives. Uh, the episode, what did she think? What did you think? It's a bit of a newer pool for you to swim in. How did you take she, it all? I, okay. I, I've said many times before on this show that I don't really dig into the, dig into the deathmatch pool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's, it's something that's out there. I, I appreciate it as an art form, but I, it's like, it doesn't really, it doesn't light my fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't blow my skirt up. Sure. This match did it for me though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what was different. Maybe it's because of how much I love Despy, but like, or maybe, you know what? It might've even been Jun Kasai. Cause like Jun Kasai, I almost called him Junakiyama. I don't know why I just did that. Uh, Jun Kasai is, it, I'll, I'll say what my wife said about him. We're watching him and she goes, vicious bastard. And like she's just in love watching. She goes, Oh my God, he's vicious. And I was like, yeah, he is. And like, maybe it was, he's, he wasn't really like, neither of them was really playing the heel, you know? Yeah. But like, he was that terrifying, like that vicious, that bloodthirsty that it was like, we were watching uh desperado. Like I, I, I thought I was like, I know Despy's not a fucking hack when it comes to, Deathmatch, like he's put the work in in Deathmatch, but like I was worried. Like th- this is I, I literally because that, maybe that's why I can't watch Deathmatches because like the whole time I'm just like ah, though that's not gonna heal right. Yeah, you know that, that guy just that's part shanked. of the magic of it though because I'm not comfortable when I watch Deathmatches. I don't want people to be hurt, but the tension that comes from that and like the adrenaline as things you know, uh, elevate and and pick up steam and get more and more violent and things go, like the the threat is very real. And you're talking about yeah. Despy stepping into the world, you know, of, of the great white shark of death matches. You know what I mean? I'm going to go to his house and I'm going to fight him in his world, you know? And I think that was sort of the magic of the match because the threat to him was very real. And he it's well it's proven it's been proven to be a threat to him before. He's exactly. Like, because well, I straight up broke his jaw. And so that's was, the thing that's happened. Super, which did give us knows. Doki, which is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So But but yeah, that's that's the real threat. Is it somebody that's, you know, uh hurt him before and here they mm-hmm. are again and the match gets cranking and then he's immediately fucking under it. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, vicious bastard. He just comes for him, and he's smiling the whole time, and he's just bringing the punishment. And Despy's just fucking in danger, in serious danger, and it keeps elevating and keeps elevating. And you're seeing this guy. You know, he's, his mask is torn away, and he's bleeding, and he's thrown around, and he's just getting manhandled. And then it's not until he just fucking goes no, like and kicks out on one or whatever it is and just brings that fighting spirit and then starts to bring his style to him where he's like, 
oh wait, I I don't need to be you. I need to be who I am to beat you. You know what I mean? Like I can beat you by being me. I don't need to be a death mattress. Like, I just need to be El Desperado. You know, and turns the, the and yeah. and turns the exactly and turns the tables on him and overcomes. You know what I mean? And that's where that escalation of violence lends to it perfectly. You know, like mm. they they used to say even back in the real old days, they were like, you know, blood makes money, essentially. You know what I mean? Red equals green. And this is a perfect example of how you do that in like the best possible way. Because the, the match wasn't about like what contraptions they went through or what happened. It was like an escalation of violence to a crescendo where the hero overcomes essentially his idol. You know what I mean? Somebody that he respects more than anything. And then all of that is made better by the fact that, you know, previous injuries and stuff like that, and then made even better by the post-match comments between them and the emotion that they're not afraid to show. You know what I mean? Like, the very real thing. And it felt like Despy leveled up after this match. Like, it felt Mm. like his character just went, but it didn't. And just fucking went to like a next level. Like his story enriched even more because of it. And I just fucking loved it. Amy loved it. She's like, Jun Kasai really is my favorite wrestler. Like right now. She's like, you know, and she's got a few. And But she's like, he's he's something really special. And and I, th- I don't think anybody that watches this match say what you want about scars and about deathmatch stuff. And like watch Jun Kasai wrestle and tell me he's not fucking awesome. He's so fast. He's so vicious. He's, his, his charisma is almost unmatched. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just something so special. Yeah, Jun Kasai, like, I, I, like I said, he wasn't he wasn't really playing a heel or anything like that. He was just being who he is. He's saying that you know this I'm the the lord of this domain. Yeah, and uh, you know come come and take a go if you think you're hard enough. And, uh, you know, he, he was almost respectful of Despy. Like when, when he was on top, he was like, you're doing good. You're doing, you're doing yeah. really great kid. He's um, so calm, yeah. you know, like he's yeah. just like, yeah, let's go through the motions and let's take you through this. Like, you know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put you through this thing and I'm going to hit you with this thing, a fucking plywood board with cut open fucking aluminum cans on it. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. That was gnarly. That's I was like, Someone's gonna get punctured livers and shit. Someone's Dude. gonna get fucking shanked. In the in the tetanus. death match down under Dream Tournament, they had a match called an Only Cans match, and it was <laughs> it was that like, like nothing but weapons with cut cans on it. it was oh god, yeah, bro. Like I've I've got an aversion to cut cans. When I was a oh, little kid, dude, my dad yeah. my dad yeah. took me out and like. My dad's an avid hunter, uh, huntsman, yeah. and he was like showing me how to shoot a rifle. I was like seven, yeah. right? Think, show me how to shoot a rifle and stuff. And we shot up a, a Coca-Cola classic can mm-hmm. and um, I got to keep it in my room. And like, I got to keep it in my room for probably less than 24 hours before I cut the shit out of myself with that can. And um, it, it's, like, cause shot, I asked my man. dad what happened. Yeah, yeah. I asked my dad what happened. I was like, what happened? He's like, you fucking, you fucked yourself up with that can. Like, you wouldn't stop playing with it. You cut yourself real fucking bad. Yeah. And I guess ever since then, I'm like, no, I don't want none of that. I don't want <laughs> any fucking part of that. Yeah. And watching Despy go up and fucking 
land on that shit was just, oh, God. You know, like, when someone gets kicked in the nuts and you feel it, like, you cringe? Yes. I felt that sympathy cringe. Yeah. When Despi, when when anyone was going anywhere near those cans, I was like, "Egad, egad, motherfuckers!" Yeah, and see, see, this is when deathmatch is also at its best when their weapons and stuff are based around things that you know and understand. You know what I mean? When you're like, "Oh, I've been there," like, and yeah. that was bad. I've never when hit I just, with a light I, tube before. Yeah. So. Exactly, but that just looks spectacular and has like the they noise do. and stuff. So that's crazy. Uh, but like, I've I've hooked myself on barbed wire before. It's no joke. You know what I mean? I've I've cut myself on a can before. I've you know stood on a thorn. You know I've you know I've cut myself shaving. You know all these kind of things. And then when they go, okay, cool. So you've gone through this razor blade board. Now we're going to throw lemon juice on you. And so you know what I mean? Like you're like no. Nah. Like, you're just oh, in a state of bro. terror. It's the same as watching like a, a horror movie or whatever, you know, that yeah. adrenaline you get screaming about this and like being worried about it is what like when it's all over and all said and done and that like happens, like the, the catharsis of it all, you're just left going, whoa, that was, that was an intense and a rush. And then you're sitting there and you're seeing these two men that like love each other have this conversation where... Fucking, you know, uh, Desperado's like, you know, thank you so much. Well, uh, he's, he's so grateful to have had the match with him and to won. And then Jun just like cuts this promo where he essentially says, for anybody who hasn't seen it, he essentially says, before this match, you said that you're willing to die to win this match. You're not afraid of death and, and you, you're going to do whatever it takes, even if it costs you your life to win. And he's like, don't be a fool. He's like, you have so much to live for. You should be so proud of what you've done. You know, you've built yourself into this. You've ruled that division, you know, in New Japan. And he's like, and for you to say that you're not afraid to to die, that's like disrespectful for, for your own life. He's like, you think I'd wrestle to die? He's like, I, I put myself through this to live, you know? And it's it was so powerful, like the emotion when you watch him say it. And then and Desperado's like nodding and, and crying and realizing, and essentially says that he's learned a lesson. And he's like, and I'm going to fight to live and I'm going to control the division again. I'm going to get my belt back and I'm going to win the Super Juniors. And he just left going, let's fucking go. Like it felt like he defeated a boss. And then now when we get to like the next stage, I think the Desperado that we see coming into what he's got next is going to be different. And especially when we hit Super Juniors. And it's going to be really interesting because he's taken moves from Jun Kasai before. You know, like he adopted that punch after his jaw was broken so now he he beat him with his own finisher i i don't know what it's called or whatever and so i wonder whether we start to see him use that finisher you know when we get to a big title match or whatever see him drop that as like a level up finisher you know and i think jun is obviously about it they're obviously very close and he obviously you know supports him and has sort of gifted these moves to him and gifted him this storyline you know what i mean and he's essentially taking his credibility and his scars and, like, laying them on Desperado and making him even more battle-hardened. And I think it's just fucking such good storytelling. Yeah, dude. That's, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have put that better. This is why when, it, when there's deathmatch shit, I'm like, we're going to talk to Rafe because this is that pulling that story out of the match is, I think, what everybody was kind of looking at. Like, 
a lot of people who don't normally watch death matches are going like, this was fucking great. This was amazing. And then people are going like, oh, I, I don't for, I've never really cared for it, but like, man, that was great. And it's because there are still these fantastic stories going on. And yeah, there are times when it's just dudes hitting each other with shit. Yeah. And then there's times when it's two master storytellers being masterful storytellers. And that's exactly the same as normal wrestling though. Because there's plenty of times right. where there's just some dudes in a ring fucking throwing shit around doing fucking nothing. You know what I mean? But there are masters in the ring that tell amazing stories. And so it really is a match-by-match match basis and it's wrestler-by-wrestler. Wrestler. It's not like it's not black and white. It's not one or the other. There's plenty of death matches that I'm like, this is boring or whatever. And especially in the past, there has been, using the term garbage wrestlers or whatever, just dudes that are out of shape hitting each other with shit and kind of give people a bad rap and stuff. That's not the case, though, in a lot of promotions. You know what I mean? Like, if you're looking at Big Japan and Freedoms, if you're looking at ICW No Holds Barred, they, they're they not, like, letting that shit happen. You know what I mean? They're, they're building promotions. They're building stories, and they've got these amazing hybrid wrestlers that can do a lot of the things that, like our New Japan favorites can do and stuff, but they do it in glass, you know, as, as things mm. hot up. Like Oren Veit, uh, a friend of mine who's been on the show a couple of times and stuff, this guy was in the LA Dojo, like for the for, in the first class, and he got injured and he, like, halfway through and had to, like, sit out um, while he dealt with his injury. And he had an is that, open. Is that the, the Samoa Joe, uh, Brian Danielson? Dojo class? No, no. The, sorry, the new LA Dojo. Not like the oh, original okay, okay. one, like Shibata's one. And gotcha. so he was there and he had an open invite to come back. But by that point, as he, when they were getting ready to do the next class and stuff, all his deathmatch stuff was really picking up. And he chose not to go back to New Japan because every everything was pumping. He was like doing Japan tours with GCW and stuff already. And he was like, I'm on to something here and I, I this is the style I love to do and stuff. And so he didn't go back to New Japan. You know, that that's the Yeah, he wouldn't the, he wouldn't have got to do that very often in, in Japan. That's for in New Japan, that's for sure. Absolutely. I mean, look how often Despi gets to do it, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's kind of the same thing. That's what I'm saying. There's a, these these guys are uh, are crazy talented, but it, it's all in the story and it's whether you wanna look beyond things to find that or whether it's whether it's just glass or in you know, standard wrestling. It's just chin locks and stuff and there's nothing else going on. You know what I mean? So it's up to the fan to to watch it and, and pull what they want out of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because there's so many people that are like, oh, uh, this guy's just doing flippy shit. And it's like, that's, that's not, it's not just flippy shit. Yes. Or this guy's just, you know, this guy's just fucking boring. His, his matches are boring because all he does, like you said, just a headlock. It's like, yeah. it's not though. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the same people that, uh, talk about how death match is just, you know, it's just people hitting each other with fucking glass are the same people who say that Jay White's boring. Cause he's not doing any, any flippy shit or, you know, it's like there, there's people who will poo poo someone doing their best to uh, tell a story in their style. Yeah, and exactly. you really just, like and you, you know said, what? you have to pull it out yourself. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes, you know, that style's not for you and that's totally okay. You know what I mean? I think there's there's things for everybody, and that's what makes wrestling so special. Some people will love the comedy stuff that Yano does. Some people will hate it. Some people will mm -hmm. love and, and admire the work that Zack Sabre Jr. does. Other people will be like, oh, this is that boring 
you know, holds guy. You know, that's just the way of wrestling. I just don't really believe in tearing other wrestling down. I just believe in building up the stuff I like. And so, and that's what I would say. And I think this match was so special because it crossed over and made so many people who had historically maybe not been interested or even open to deathmatch stuff going, I could watch more of that. That was pretty awesome. Like you said, you, your wife was like, I think I like this deathmatch stuff. And I can mm-hmm. guarantee if if we were all in Japan together and I went, come to this freedom show or whatever, we'll go to Shinkiba first ring or whatever and we'll sit in the front row and get covered in wood chips from broken tables and stuff and, and glass and stuff, you would have a fucking awesome time. You know what I mean? I've Probably, never yeah. been to a deathmatch show that every single person in the building is not losing their minds because there's no breaks. There's no, like, it's just balls to the wall craziness from the start to finish. And that is what really appeals to me about it because the adrenaline just just builds and builds and builds as, as the night goes when it's done well. I mean, I mean, there's definitely bad shows out there. And guess what? I turn those shows off. Because I'm not interested. I'm like, I don't, don't like the vibe. I don't, don't like what's going on. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. finding good stuff, liking anything. Yeah, definitely. So let's let's do it this way. If I'm uh, a, a New Japan fan who watched this show because I'm a, I'm a Desperado fan. I love El Desperado. And I watched this match and I said, fuck, man, death, you know, Deathmatch is cool. Give me, give me some recos. Give me some recommendations for other stuff I could check out. Mm-hmm. Because um, really, like the only deathmatch stuff I'll watch is like I'll go back and watch old Hayabusa matches and shit like that, mm-hmm. and like that's cool shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know, exploding exploding uh, cage, you know, death matches and shit like that with the t- at Sushi Onita. Um, that's like it. That's the highest I go. Yeah. Uh, is there is there some more not underground stuff, but lesser known stuff that I can check out? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just kind of look at Jun Kasai for example. So. Uh, he's all over Big Japans and, and Freedoms and things like that. So anything Jun Kasai you would really enjoy. Um, there's been some definite great stuff that has happened in the past uh, with GCW versus um, Freedoms and, and things like that. So you can look those up, you know, uh, Freedoms versus GCW and see stuff. There's actually about to be next month GCW versus, um, yeah, Freedoms again. And you're going to see stuff like, uh, who was it? It's Junkasai and Takeda versus Schlack and Effie and, and stuff like that. So there's some really great stuff coming up very soon. Um, and, and there's some all-time classics there. Anything that involves Junkasai or Masashi Takeda, uh, who's, so that's the crazy monkey is Junkasai and the crazy kid is uh, Takeda, that they're amazing. Them versus each other, those guys tag teaming together, those guys doing anything is is so good, yeah. Abdullah Kobayashi is is hard to look past. He was the, the person I saw wrestle for the first time in Japan. Um, Kodaka is crazy. There, there was a, a match recently, I forget who he was against. Kodaka. If you put in Kadaka and Cinder Blocks, you'll see something really fucked up <laughs> for a start. And then, then in American stuff, um, ICW No Holds Barred is, has been my go-to for so long because it's been the most consistent. Um, and that's that's on IWTV. IWTV, yep. And so when 
when ICW No Holds Barred started, they kind of got going just before COVID and then they were going to have their second show ever cancelled and they had to move it to like a parking lot in Atlantic City instead of being in a venue, you know, like it's outdoors and stars were made that night. It's just chaotic. It's just like there's apartment buildings, people like sitting on their, you know, on the roofs and stuff watching and they're just like fighting in the streets basically. Like they've just got to ring chains as ropes. People are diving off roofs. It's just like absolutely crazy. And then that really hooked me on American Deathmatch Wrestling. And because ICW has been so consistent releasing, you know, shows every couple of weeks, every month or whatever and things like that, it's been very easy to kind of follow along. And I don't think I'd maybe be as into Deathmatch Wrestling now if they hadn't existed because the other stuff's harder to get. You know what I mean? Like anytime you're dealing with Japanese subscription services or finding stuff on YouTube or finding stuff online to stream, um, it can be challenging. Whereas IWTV, I've already got it and they're every, you know, like clockwork, ICW comes around and they're doing shows outside. They're doing shows in a barn. They're doing, you know, in different places and it, it keeps you really interesting. Uh, which is why I'm travelling to go see them next month when they come to Melbourne, which is going to be, like, really awesome. Um, one thing I would say, though, is if you were trying to find these things and you were wanting to subscribe to any of the overseas, like, uh, services, what would you do, Curtis, to be able to just, like, pick that up? Because it's not always that easy, right? Well, it's it's not always easy because a lot of content uh, that people look for is region-locked. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that's available in America that may not be available here in jolly old England. Mm-hmm. Or but, jolly young Australia. Or, yeah, or in Australia, this, the uh, prisoner continent. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of content that we as humans want to check out that we just can't get because the world's so big. The world's so, so big. But you, I have a way, a magical way that I can tell you about to make the world seem a little bit smaller. What is it? Yes, I do. It's called NordVPN. And what NordVPN does is they disguise your IP address. So if you want to check out something that's only available in America, what you can do is go onto your NordVPN. You can set your IP address to run through an American channel. And that content, unlocked. There it is. Boom, right there. I wanted to uh, uh, watch the movie Morbius the other day. Okay. I have a sick fascination with watching shit movies and uh, I saw that it was on, it was on Netflix in America. And so, you know what I did? Boop, NordVPN. And then there I was watching Matt Smith be a vampire with Jared Leto. Yeah, so, well, was, if, uh, if there's one thing I know about you, it's that you like sexy vampires and you do whatever it takes to watch them. So it's good to absolutely. know that with the click of a button on NordVPN, you can be right there amidst the sexy sharp teeth bloodiness. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you, can mm-hmm. I tell you that there's, that's not it for NordVPN. What NordVPN. I mean, that's not it. Also, it's also offers you security in these trying times. We've all got our, our credit card numbers and things like that on our phones. Okay. You know, we just, uh, it's, it's connected to our Amazon. We're casually, Oh, that's that new, that new book that I want. Just drop with me fucking hit Amazon for that real fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NordVPN will help you out with that. NordVPN can keep your card numbers and things like your passwords safe. And that sort of protection, that same protection, uh, it, it comes from, I'm sorry, that same 
content unlocking ability is what protects you because people can't trace your card numbers, your purchases, your personal information back to where you live, back to what you're doing with, uh, with that information. So you're filling out your, you're filling out your, um, medical information. No one, no one can, no one can get it. So what you're essentially telling me is that with a click of a button, you too can become an incorporeal, sexy internet vampire that moves between worlds and does whatever they want without being touched by human hands. Yes, absolutely. Nordvius. Nordvius. <laughs> Nordvius. Where are we going with this? <laughs> so what I'm going to tell you right now to do is to grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash... Nordvius. Nordvius. <laughs> no, no, not Nordvius. That's not the code? What's the code? <laughs> the code is nordvpn.com slash shorts to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. You get a free month to go watch Morbius over and over and over again. Until your eyes bleed. (laughs) Or your neck. Or your neck bleeds because he comes through the screen just like you want him to. Sexually, he comes. No, no, no. He won't come through the screen because he's going to end up in America because you're running American Netflix. He's he doesn't know Uh, where you're at. Ah, suck it, Nordius. It saves you from the vampires Ah, and also turns you into one. Now you're the vampire. The hunted becomes the hunter. There we go. That's amazing. Beautiful. There we go. This is the best ad we've ever done. So anyway, we're dickheads for uh, immediately converting those recommendations into an ad, but uh, you get the vibe. And also, plus, if you're looking for more like uh, recommendations and stuff, just slide into the DMs. We'll uh, we'll, we'll hit you up. There's all sorts of ways you can see fun stuff. You can go to IWTV. IWTV is a fucking fantastic uh, service Mm -hmm. because when you go to IWTV, you're you're paying for the subscription service, right? It's not very expensive, Mm -hmm. but that money is also going to the people that are featured on IWTV. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. That's it's like residuals for, for those people that are putting their bodies on the line for your entertainment. You can't fucking beat that with a stick. Absolutely. And they've tried in death matches. They try to beat you with a stick Mm -hmm. and baseball bats and uh, barbed wire and light tubes and gusset plates and all sorts of things. Fuck is a gusset plate. Oh brother. <laughs> uh, they are the metal plates that hold together wooden beams on bridges and houses. I'm making a face at you. I know you look shocked. What? Looks like you need to watch some more matches. I'm going to beat you with a bridge? No. So it's the metal plate that holds together wooden beams. So it's a metal plate about yay big. I don't know. I'm making hands. Nobody can see it. Uh, with like yeah, audio steel media, steel barbs out of it and you hammer it into wood and then you hammer the wood in on the other side kind of thing. So it like, you know, like this one. I don't I don't know how to explain this. Just Google gusset plate and you'll see how bad it is. <laughs> It'll make you bleed a lot and you don't want it stabbed in your head, but it does happen. Mm. I love when the skewers, I love when the skewers mm. in the head. Exactly. It's like, it's like a rose. They, they that was invented in like Japan. It's blooming. By an American. Yeah, it was... Um, Masada. That's right. Yeah. I've heard that story about how uh, he did not appreciate John Moxley doing it. No, I mean, I'm sure he did. Uh, I mean, like, it's worldwide 
publicity for you. <laughs> and there's uh, there is glory about um, you know. There's a, there's always hype in pretending you're mad about something because people will talk about it. Uh, I'm sure he knows Moxley in real life, but hey, let's let's stick kayfabe. Yeah, he was super pissed off about it. Nobody asked for super his permission. He he he, he has historically been pissed off when people use it and they don't know him or ask him about it. Okay, I was going to say because he's Moxley's not the first person I've seen do it. No, exactly right. There's an, there's only a few people that he's sort of given the nod to. Everybody else is going to get it. Haters, yeah, exactly. Bunch of haters. All right, man. I think um, I think we're good to go. Let's call that because it's two thirty in the morning. Absolutely. And, uh, this was fun though, man. I'm tired. Yeah, exactly. It's. I missed this. Yes, I missed you, Rafe. I missed you too. Buddy. I missed your musk. <laughs> when this the NordVPN, you too together. can smell the musk of your Australian <laughs> friend. <laughs> oh no, dude! So good hanging out with you. Uh, it, it was fun just to give a little bit of an update on how things are going. I'm definitely not editing all that stuff with the dogs. People are just going to hear it all. Uh, and yeah. we will be back in a fortnight to do this again. Quickly before when we come we, back. Yeah. We, we come back. We've got an IWGP heavyweight world heavyweight championship match to talk about. Yes. We've got live reports coming in from Royal quest mm-hmm. via, via myself. Yep. We've got a, IWGP US title match that's taking place in about six hours. Mm. And don't forget uh, a never tornado tag dog cage no DQ match for the never titles uh, is happening at some point as well. I would rather I would rather sniff Bigfoot's dick <laughs> than watch. I would rather give a foot job to a chupacabra <laughs> than watch that shit. I'm going to watch it. I Which means I'm totally going to watch it. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be great. I, I think the the only sad part is that they haven't saved it for like a cheering crowd. So it's just going to be silence it's as these die. guys try it's and put each other in dog cages. Oh, God, it's going to be bad. But, yeah, so a lot of things to look forward to. We've got World Tag League just around the corner. I'm sure we'll do a preview episode for that all on its own as we get closer. I'm not going to make any promises because who knows where our life will be. Um, but it's going to be a good time, man. I'm I'm pumped for it. Right on. And as we say hello again to the to the Okada Shorts program, mm-hmm. we have to say good night again to all the beautiful fans who we love, the people who uh talk to us every day on Twitter and Instagram, uh at Okada Shorts, the people who find our other podcasts, the Faces and Feels cast, where you talk to uh independent wrestlers and get a side of them that we've never seen before. Uh, and the smart foundation program where we talk about classic wrestling matches and the throw and dice podcast, where I talk about nerd games like Warhammer, D and D and the like, and all the hobby that goes with that. And I'm just talking right over you, man. I'm sorry. I, I, just, I, I don't need to say sleepy. anything and I fucking love it because that's how I want to live my life. Uh, for all those things, you can just check out our link tree, linktr.ee slash Okada Shorts. There's links to all that stuff. Uh, what is it? It's like, subscribe, rate or die. Is that it? Listen or yeah, die? Oh, oh wait. Yep. Before, before we do that, mm-hmm. before we do that. I forgot my own catchphrase. Count out, count out podcast Patreon. Oh, I thought where we did. you can. Well, I mean, we, we have mentioned it once, but I want to actually throw this out there for people. The Count Out Podcast Network is a bunch of great people who we uh, we love and appreciate. 
Uh, you're friends with them. I'm friends with them. Mm-hmm. You, the listener, if you want to be friends with them, mm-hmm. check out the Patreon. There's a couple of different tiers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, if you find the naive stupidity of us giving away a free show and that business model to be oddly charming, perhaps you'd like to give us gifts of money. And the best way to do that is to go to the count out Patreon. Uh, there's a couple of different tiers where you can figure out how much you'd like to give. Uh, and that money goes to helping out a bunch of great people to do great content for you. What's your favorite kind of wrestling count out podcast covers that. Boom. Okay. You like, you like new Japan count out podcast network. Got you. You like, uh, you like Deathmatch. Count out podcast network. Got you with Lauren from your dose of death. I was on your dose of death you, the other day. That's that, you were. that episode will be coming up soon. If it's not already out. We had a, a nice time breaking yeah. down ICW No Holds Bars Battle of the Tough Guys. Battle of the Tough Guys. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that movie. That's great. <laughs> it's from uh, No Holds Barred. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, love yeah, it. Exactly. Aces. They just pulled it out. Um, um, but yeah, and there's how to talk to your friends about wrestling. There's mm-hmm. uh, independent waters. There's independent something waters. I've been, on, I've been on independent waters before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We were all over the place. So next time uh, we should try by and Frankie. what run in by Frankie. I just heard him snore. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. He's, he's angry snoring. Cause he yeah. wants to go to bed. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, next time we might have a guest on talking about stardom because of the official stardom crossovers start next week. Oh, well that, that's, that sounds like fun because I know next to nothing about stardom. Uh, and I'm excited to learn more about it. I'm a little bit intimidated because I can't possibly imagine where I could fit in more wrestling into my life. Uh, so having the help of somebody that knows a bit about it, they can, you know, give us the rundown before we move into that stuff. Sleep add in wrestling. No sleep, more wrestling. I think less wrestling, more sleep is the way I actually need to go at the moment. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Anyway... We know how so, to yeah, do it. From, Thank you so much for listening. Go to the Patreon. Yeah, go to the Canout Patreon. Check out all our stuff, NordVPN. And lastly, check out at Riff Your Pod. Check out Owen. The banger theme that is about to play was written by him. So you can get yourself your own podcast theme or wrestling intro or whatever you need from him. But until then, it's rate and subscribe. It's listen or die. It's keep it right. It's keep it tight. And most importantly, keep it what? Short. has been a count out podcast hi guys this is lauren 
This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon, as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.